So, uh, welcome everyone to Helopedia Talk Show Episode Five. Uh, this week's uh, topic of discussion is overview of tele rehabilitation and uh, its expansion in today's time. So, to enlighten us on this very subject, we have Dr. Meghna Dave with us. Uh, very welcome to you, ma'am, on the show. Yes, and uh, let me introduce you to our audience. Ma'am is a neuro rehab specialist. Uh, she is the founder of Help You YouTube channel, which has over one lakh subscribers. She also runs a tele rehabilitation based practice named Health Q Rehab. It's a pleasure to have you here, Ma. Thank you. Okay, so uh, my first question to you will be, uh, what is tele rehabilitation? Yeah, so tele rehabilitation to be uh, in a very simple terms, when we are rehabilitating a patient with the medium, which is internet or else telephone or else any mode of communication, where patient doesn't need to be physically present with us, still we are able to rehabilitate them, right? So that is tele-rehabilitation. We can tele-rehabilitate a patient with the help of phone, WhatsApp, Google Meet, Zoom, so many mediums are available these days. So all those mediums comes under tele-rehabilitation domain. Okay. So ma'am, just aapne bola ki tele-rehabilitation mein the, uh, the patient is an active participant rather than a passive uh, uh, user. So in the treatment yeah. protocol, so how do you think patients react to such kind of treatment, uh, treatment uh, protocol? Right. So I believe in any physiotherapy uh, regime that we follow, a uh, patient has to be an active involvement is required. Like he has to be actively involved into that. Our therapy mostly are not passive ways. And uh, when it comes to tele-rehabilitation also, they have been very much uh, accepting that and they are also responding it well. And uh, maybe I would say uh, 2020, when this pandemic entirely started, it became a catalyst to, uh, because people didn't had any other choice to get this uh, service done. So they had to comply into that. So uh, this, this was supposed to happen, right? So whatever I projected, like uh, there is this growth rate of 13.4%, uh, which is possible to grow in future. This projection was from 2019. So at that time, pandemic was not there, right? So uh, this projection was done till 2027, right? Now in middle, this right. pandemic has come. So now this growth rate of uh, say $9.34 billion industry, which was supposed to reach at 2027, now we will attain it by 2024, 2025. So people will be more accepting to this method or this mode of communication and rehabilitation. Okay, ma'am, as you said that uh, this is the new adaptive uh, mode of treatment. Uh, so, right. uh, so because of the current scenario, so how right. do you think a physiotherapist can get benefaction from this kind of practice? See, this method adds up efficiency to your work. Okay, uh, just imagine uh, you going for a home visit or else just imagine you sitting in a physiotherapy center itself and trying to uh, see a patient, right? In both the scenarios, there's a lot of travel involved. There's a lot of logistics involved, right? But here, uh, this method allows you to work from anywhere. You don't need to be in a hospital. You don't need to be in a clinic. Even for a patient, he don't need to travel. We don't need to travel. So you save so much of time. And that time you can actually utilize to help in one more patient. 
so it adds up to your efficiency it it accelerates your efficiency so every physiotherapist will get benefit of this mode this medium so what will happen what i predict in future what will happen is um, tele-rehabilitation would be a very crucial part of physiotherapy rehabilitation. I'm not saying that uh, offline consultations will go away. No, they won't. But uh, the, the need of coming daily okay, uh, for a patient for the therapy will reduce. So that will maximize the efficiency for physiotherapist. I okay. see it in that way. Uh, Ma'am, what do you think are the challenges of tele-rehabilitation and how can we overcome them? Yeah, so the biggest challenge of tele-rehabilitation is network issues, which we also face today. Uh, that always happens because of infrastructure of India. So we can't do much about it because our infrastructure is designed in the, those ways. But yeah, definitely technology is getting smarter. So that will add up to your efficiency in those terms. But other challenges comes in assessment. But uh, we need to come up with more smart assessment techniques, mostly uh, quantifiable and mostly questionnaire based uh, assessment where patient can do his own assessment. Those kind of unique scales we need to adopt, we need to modify uh, so that we can get better outcomes or better observations, right? So that is the second thing. Uh, and the third challenge uh, is uh, when the condition of a patient where rehabilitation is required is something where uh, you have a dependency of the third person, a caretaker, for example, stroke patient, right? So he is bedridden. He can't sit and listen to our commands. He can't do the exercises. So there, there is an involvement of third person required. Same thing applies to CPK, cerebral palsy kids. So kids do not understand uh, how the things, and you need that passive involvement. So their caretaker comes. So that is also one of the biggest challenge that comes uh, as a hurdle uh, in uh, the tele-rehabilitation process. So there uh, we need to come up with more innovative ways as in how we can incorporate the caregiver, uh, educate them, train them to bridge that gap of we not being physically present. That's one way. Second way, coming more and more with uh, unique ideas, unique concepts that allow patient to do his own therapy to an extent. I'm not saying therapy, but yeah, exercises in, in general terms. Yeah. So uh, we can overcome that, uh, that by, for example, uh, say portable devices. There are so many portable devices which are now available. So uh, incorporating that, training patients and using that, right? Uh, that is one way of doing it. Um, we can embrace videos, the power of videos, power of graphics uh, to allow, to like to be used more frequently in your practice. And then what we can do is then we can focus uh, as a physio in more, um, advanced techniques like uh, say kinesio taping is there dry needling is there so for that where the requirement are is less like you don't you don't need to do kinesio taping or else dry needling for a very long period of time they, they, those can be some limited sessions so that time patient just needs to come to the center and get those physical sessions done but rest of the thing we can just automate it so automation uh, innovation and uh, coming up with more creative ideas is something that will be uh, uh, like it will allow us to overcome these challenges. But these are the core challenges which I have observed till now. Okay, ma'am. So uh, when we talk about evidence-based practice, uh, it is taught to us. I think I remember it uh, from my second semester that it is continuously taught to us that how important evidence-based practice is. But my question to you is how can we create uh, an evidence-based practice? 
so simple see evidence based practice is nothing but some person somewhere has come up with an protocol or as a solution to a problem right he has tested it in certain number of people and he has found that that thing that he used that method that he used was effective right and that has he has documented once it got it gets documented it gets approved that okay this things works right and that thing is now open for other therapists to implement in themselves that is evidence based practice so for example if you are treating a back pain case right and mckenzie technique so mckenzie was a person who came up with a technique right okay. and he yeah right right and that technique he then documented and taught to other few physiotherapists those physiotherapists again tried it on themselves on their cases right they documented it and every documentation now becomes an evidence that okay these many physiotherapists have already tried mckenzie technique and it is helpful and it works for them so for us the chances of failure reduces for us the chances of getting better results increases right so that's what is evidence based practice and it is very important that we should rely on evidence based practice because it gives us safety bar we know what we are doing right if it also gives us more confidence we are not in that second thought are we doing right or wrong because when you are an independent practitioner there is no upper hand on your head right you are answerable to the patient so at that time if anything comes even in the legal aspect if some patient comes and ask you uh, in what on what basis you are giving this treatment to me on what uh, terms why why i should take this because these days patients ask these questions why this why not that right at that time you have this documents ready in front of you to show them see this is what has been already tried tried in these many patients and it has worked and that's why your chances of uh, getting improvement through this also works so entire medical system itself works on this evidence based practice okay so uh, my next question to you as you have already mentioned uh, the impact of social media right now it has become a hub of information not only for physiotherapy but for every other field so uh, how do you think we can use it to enhance our profession and to reach up to maximum number of patients right see social media itself is a very big space right now um, to me what i see social media is an outlet to express yourself okay um, an outlet to share what you know an outlet to showcase what you have okay and it is also an outlet to build a community around you now there are many ways now there are so many examples these days how social media has impacted people's life not only in terms of as well right so the reason we are connecting is just because of social media otherwise how you are sitting in jaipur i'm sitting in bangalore how we would have known each other right yes, so um, i i won't give you any advice on this but i'll just give you a simple example like we have never met still uh, you guys discovered me how you discovered because of the okay. outlet that i used uh, to showcase what i know right mm -hmm. outlet that i used to share what i know right so social media for any person is that medium to showcase or is to share or is to build a community around it right now how you are using social media is absolutely subjective 
the way you use social media would be different the way i use social media would be different a way third physiotherapists use social media would be different okay everything has a pros and cons what i believe is what we should do is we should keep the end in our, in our mind right what we want to achieve out of the social media why we 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 rarely ask this question like if i am it's it should never be that okay everybody is making a youtube channel everybody is on instagram let me also go on instagram no it should not be that way think why instagram why youtube why snapchat why whatsapp why facebook whatever it is whatever platform you like right so it's very important at first place to ask that question why you want to first be on that place what then you should the next question that we should ask ourselves is what we are going to achieve out of that what we want to achieve out of that right so having that goal in mind then only we should start choosing the platform so first is answering the why why we have to be on social media second what platform i am going to use what because every platform is a unique expression if you see youtube you have a different uh, approach of youtube entirely when it comes to instagram your approach changes when you go to linkedin your approach changes when you go to snapchat your approach changes so what platform uh, complies you more like what feels more you okay it, it's a medium to show your authentic self in a way so that should be your second thing and then the third question should come and that is how how i'm going to leverage on social media how i'm going to build and there your content strategy comes like what kind of content i'm actually going to generate so contents are mostly of four kinds so every time contents can be divided in four buckets first bucket is the information bucket you educate your uh, audience you tell them what you know the most commonest one and the most easiest one right second bucket is entertainment bucket how you entertain you can entertain people making blogs is an entertainment making memes is an entertainment right um, making uh, stand up comedy is an entertainment even physios can use these mediums to connect with the audience right but again everything is failed until unless you know your why why you are on social media why you want to create content like that okay then the fourth me is direct marketing uh, outlet like if you run a center if you run a practice and you want to tell people about your practice then the fourth medium comes there okay this is my practice located here this is what all things i do uh, here here is how you can connect to me this is where i specialize in there you add your testimonials and all those stuff right and the fourth bucket comes is relevance relevance is motivation relevance is how you feel Uh, how I, you connect so there are so many uh, platforms where you see these motivational quotes motivational videos are also existing so these is all relevant content like that connects to you that okay what i am feeling you are also feeling the same thing so we feel connected we feel that okay yeah we belong to same place so many physio uh, physios are now connecting uh, talking about the challenges they face right so every physio is sharing their challenges that okay this is what i feel as a challenge in my journey of physiotherapy right other physio also connects to that yeah even i also feel that so that's how you make that chain of community who are having that like like minded thoughts right so mm-hmm. that's what is social media and that's how you should leverage it always the first question that you should ask is why second question that you should ask is what and the third question that you should ask is how what we, mistake people make is this directly jump into the third question how i'm going to start my social media channel 
how I'm going to make a content that gives me 100 followers or 10,000 followers. It should never be about followers. Okay. It should be about what you want to do out of this, why you want to do out of this. The more clear you are into these questions, more easier would be your journey. Okay. Yeah. Uh, since, ma'am, uh, you said uh, uh, that some people might use it as a leverage to attract more and more people. So I feel like this, this can sometimes uh, give rise to fox practice as well. How do you think we can avoid that? See, I would say social media is uh, not a platform which is controlled. Okay. Everybody has an equal right of uh, speech. We live in a democratic country. Everybody has an equal right of speech. So there's no way even government doesn't have the way to control that. Okay, we cannot do anything about it. But let me tell you one thing, people are smart enough. The audience are smart enough. They can very easily judge which person to follow, which person to not follow, right? So uh, like if I own a channel, uh, there are many uh, comments that comes uh, saying negative about the content. They say like, this is not an authentic, this is not a right knowledge, this is wrong, this is wrong. Fine, but still that doesn't impact follower number because what happens is people who is, the person who is listening, right? If he finds what I'm saying correct, uh, is correct or makes sense to me, he will, he will stay to that, okay? He won't move. So there, there, there is no way, there's no legal way where you can go and claim a channel saying that this is sending a wrong information or wrong thing, okay? Because this is a public domain thing. We cannot do anything about it. The best thing we can do is we can make our content so knowledgeable, so great, so good, so authentic that people will understand, okay, this is that is worth seeing this is so that's why you see you observe any social media for influencer in those terms who have good followers their authenticity is seen and that's why they get that number okay every authentic every uh, person who has more than lakh followers or else uh, million followers they have a unique pattern and unique trait which gives connects like you watch that content you get to know that okay this content is from this person only i know that right? That uniqueness can never be replaced. No one can replace it. So we cannot, uh, that's only we can do about it. So ma'am, in conclusion, what would you prefer offline therapy versus telemedia? A mix of both, right? A mix of both. Uh, and that's, that's the future, I would say. Uh, it is also going on in a US uh, based setups. Also, there are many startups coming in that way. And even I am working on that perspective what i believe again so tele rehabilitation is a great efficiency tool it adds up increases your capacity just imagine your ability to see nine patients in a day physically increases to see 15 patients in a day right so how how it impacts it it, it impacts your energy levels your energy maintains because you are less you are traveling less right um, even see if you're working in hospital, you have to leave your house, then you have to go to your hospital. You have to take care. So right now you guys are not married, but if, if a physiotherapist was married or who's having a other responsibility, they have to take care of all those stuff. So finishing all those stuff and then reaching out, it takes a lot of energy, right? So just imagine if, if you are able to do those same things at comfort of your home, right? Your 
efficiency increases. But having said that, I'm not saying at all that offline is not needed. Offline cannot be replaced, right? The only thing what will happen with this now is it would be a combination of both. So for example, if a back pain case is coming, what used to happen? He used to come for seven days, 15 days, whatever is the duration that we determine. We are supposed to give them machines. Uh, we are supposed to give them manual therapy, whatever we're giving, right? And then we tell them, okay, do certain set of exercise at home and then come back. Now, what used to happen at that point of time, the moment the pain reduces, hardly patients come back. Okay, that's what I've seen in my practice. Like 10% will come back with that follow-up. Now, with the help of tele-rehabilitation, you have this opportunity to stay connected to your patient for a much more longer period of time. Right? Exactly. That's, that's the benefit. When I, was, when I was reading about it as well, I found that in the cases of long-term illness, tele-rehabilitation is considered to be the best choice of treatment. Yes, so, yes. So what you are saying Correct. is... Right, right, right. So for, I'll just give you an uh, example of how I work. Like uh, I have uh, this Bell's Palsy Rehab program, which I've created uh, in my tele-rehabilitation space. So it's a year-long program, okay? So a patient okay. signs up, okay? When they signs up uh, for a Bell's Palsy, be it an acute Bell's Palsy, be it a subacute Bell's Palsy, or be it a chronic Bell's Palsy, or synchinesis, right? So uh, the way we can design this is, if required, sometimes the patient can come to the center uh, for the assessment because assessment is something where tele-rehabilitation is not that smart yet, right? So that assessment we can finish in a physical session, right? <clears throat> and then we can have monthly uh, rehabilitation sessions online where we just give that progression of exercises to them. That, okay, this is now the next uh, thing. This is now the next thing. So patient is connected to me for a year long time. They have just signed up once. And the ability for me to reach out to them, to remind them, everything can get automated. You can get, uh, you can send bulk emails uh, with Mailchimp. You can send a one-time generated video to many patients. So your work, your efficiency gets 3x, right? Now just imagine when your efficiency is 3x, how much money you can make more? Because you can see more patients, right? That's the beauty of tele-rehabilitation and mixing tele-rehabilitation with offline service. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so ma'am, uh, this is sort of a personal question. Uh, you manage a successful YouTube channel and uh, what has been your experience throughout this pandemic? As in how did you incorporate everything? The pandemic has changed my life, to be very honest. Um, I was practicing offline. Okay, so YouTube channel, see, I, I this is one uh, advice I would like to give to every audience. Don't start YouTube channel as an only mode of revenue. Okay, because it takes time. Um, it takes effort. Okay, and you don't get money directly. So I've, I have never kept YouTube as a source of income because it starts late right so there is always there should be a second uh, revenue stream which should be open for you okay and for in that case it was for me my practice so uh, i was a regular practitioner like all other physios uh, where you have a center or tie up where you go and you uh, see cases you do home visits and that's what i was doing now in 2020 uh, uh, beginning i was in the process of turning my cabin into a offline center like I was about to just start that uh, thing and then the pandemic hit uh, that to an extent I see a blessing in a disguise because 
that was the time you i was forced to see uh, patients online okay and then i just did two or three consultations and that made me realize oh my god this is so much good like sitting at home i am able to see patients i am able to help them the same way the way i, I was able to help them uh, at home like at home or as at clinic it's beautiful right and then uh, only thing i did differently in this period of time i structured it in a different way i structured it in a way where uh, it looks more uh, streamlined more organized right which is still required in our domain like tele rehabilitation needs to be much more organized than what it is right now right so that then it would be a future which is very much bright very much bright right so again uh, to my personal experience covid was a blessing in disguise for me it has opened so much of opportunity and uh, everything like my youtube channel my practice and all other skills and other work that was doing everything merged well beautifully and now it is slowly taking a good shape yeah so then, yeah uh, what uh, what our team helopedia is trying to do right now is also trying to convert it in an opportunity to talk to such influential uh, people like yourself uh, so mm -hmm. that we can also have a way or a path to move on to or to progress on to in the near future uh, so we also intend to go for tele rehab and in order to approach more and more number of patients what do you think uh, we can do in order to achieve that uh, what is your advice okay. like so see first thing again i said ask ask these three important questions to yourself it sounds easy but it's tough to answer why why you believe tele rehabilitation uh, is the way or is medium you want to approach it okay first at first place very important you yourself should be convinced that this is better this is easy this is what i want to do okay now in your case it would be team because you guys are team so you should be more than convinced and more than excited that yeah this is something which i find very interesting very futuristic the if that excitement is not there trust me you will not be able to sustain it for a long period of time because initially everything looks fancy it looks good uh, but slowly slowly right when things gets mundane there are plateaus where you don't grow for a very long period of time everything just looks same that time this motivation only allows you to push hard okay and that motivation comes from a very strong why inside because so in yes why you want to do that okay so if you want to for example if you want to turn your page into a tele rehabilitation medium right first place you should know like why tele rehabilitation why you want to help patient which group of patient you want to help because this is such a vast domain right so if you want to enter into muscular right in muscular also there are so many cases right? there are so many condition so i would suggest pick one condition start from a small group a niche down group rather than telling that we are open for everything then it makes your task much more easier because it confuses your audience like are you for knee pain are you for back pain are you for neck pain who you are right so it's very important to build an identity on one domain it makes easier pick one condition anything it could be right and then try to give for see there's a very simple formula to social media following give 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 and then ask don't start ask directly nobody will give you direct so first you have to show them that you are worth to certain thing you are holding certain expertise to certain area 
okay then people would be ready or is willing to give you back in in your case it would be consultations right like patient would be willing to pay you for those consultation but first you have to establish yourself as an expert in domain so for example if you are a say a group of therapists who are passionate about uh, any particular condition say osteoarthritis so your mission statement should be very clear that okay we want to help the geriatric population of india suffering from knee pain walk again that's such a powerful mission statement and that you need to resonate and showcase in every content piece you create right that should be your base of everything that you build about it that okay this is our mission right uh, in my case it is like my mission is to motivate people to look at the brighter side of the health that's the core mission above which everything is being built like whatever kind of content that we are creating we want to make them believe that this is the problem this is the solution and we will talk more and more about solution so that you don't stay stuck in your problem you can focus about possible towards possibility and work towards the, that possibility like that it could be something like that so like think about that mission statement what's your mission what do you want to achieve out of it like you have created this helopedia page right so you want to develop awareness about physiotherapy that's your mission if it it's that right so then you also need to clear, clarify that okay you want to show this information about power of physiotherapy to general audience right so then you need to create content about general audience general audience will know will not be interested in who is an physio influencer and no they want their problem to be solved so what are their problem identify their problem and solve those problems then you will get following right when you get following they themselves will come and tell you i need help in this and then start helping them out and that will turn up into a beautiful opportunity um i'm quite surprised ma'am right now and actually it has been so insightful talking to you and um, i'm i'm really glad that we are having this conversation and i get this opportunity to talk to you actually so uh, let's end this conversation and my last question to you would be what is your message to young aspiring physiotherapists believe in yourself okay and don't uh, try to exp- uh, don't be afraid of experimenting uh, the biggest uh, question that i see every physios or is aspiring physios also message me is like ma'am how much is the job sla- uh, job slab like how much uh, salary do we make um, I, to be very honest i'm not a person who is the right person to give you that answer because i have no connect with academics i have no connect with job industry i am a clinician and i'm trying to build my own business i believe uh, more and more physios out of the upcoming batches that you guys are having should have that entrepreneurial mindset then only see when you are having that mindset right you automatically go into that mode of creativity mode of thinking different paths which has never been experimented till now okay now you are in you are living in an era where social media is there the power of social media is amazing like uh, sitting right now sitting you can treat patients sitting in us you can treat a patient sitting in uk you can treat a patient sitting in australia you have that power to go global right all you need to do is just to believe in yourself okay uh, believe that physiotherapy can make money so I, i don't know somewhere i see that everybody uh, from our college times are just given that insight that there's no money in physiotherapy i i don't know somehow i have i have heard this 
Right. And that is something which I absolutely disagree to. Okay. Because physiotherapy has nothing to do with money. Okay. Any profession has nothing to do with money. People who become rich only become rich because they put and invest their time, invest their thought, invest their work in growth mentality. Okay. Your job is never going to make you rich, no matter any job. Okay. People who become rich are the ones who know the right method of investing their time, investing their money into. Right. So develop those extra skills as well, which your college is not teaching you personal finance. This is something which I believe every student who is in twenties should learn. You should learn how to invest your money. Otherwise, you will always stay in that like you know scarcity mindset that physiotherapy में पैसा नहीं हम कभी पैसे वाले नहीं हो सकते. It's just the doctors who are coming. That is one thing that I would like to tell. Don't never get into that thing that okay uh, this is going to happen. Second thing that I want uh, everyone uh, as a physiotherapist to believe in is get out of that status quo. Okay, somewhere we are status seeking. That's why everybody like, no, we are doctor, we are massage wale bolte. Okay, fine, but that is there. The but organization is something which, all, which I also felt that we are asking correct, for it rather right. than earning it. Correct. So this is a, a mindset which comes not from a capitalistic uh, mind thought thinking process. It comes from a communist and social uh, thing and now we are grown up in that society india is in social society where uh, uh, status is given more importance than actually how much you are earning right if you see us country uh, like developed countries it's opposite like everybody is in that same bar even if you are a car cleaner if you are a doctor if you are a lawyer if you are a film star everybody is considered similar right slowly slowly our country due to social media is also coming in that same pace right so if you genuinely want to grow get out of that part okay forget what others are thinking about you believe what you are thinking about yourself if you believe that you what you are doing is right it's worth it it's important automatically you'll start getting that respect you don't need to go and ask for respect okay Nobody will call you massagewala when they see how much power you have in your therapy. So get out of those things. Believe, yes, and have this capitalistic mindset. It's very important, right? Whatever you're doing is for your own benefit also. You, do, you are not doing charity. No one does charity. Even NGOs are not doing charities because you are also requiring certain level of funds. So every person in this world is salesperson in some place, right? So go into that practical mindset. You are giving a service. In return of that service, you are supposed to get certain amount of money. Now, this money is determined by how much value you are bringing to that patient, how much experience, how much faster you are giving the results, how much better result you are able to give. Right? That kind of mindset, when you develop in yourself, then you see your entire things will shift. Right? So you can listen to a lot of uh, now due to social media, all the successful entrepreneurs who are there. You can just listen to them. Everybody has that same pattern of thinking. They are not status seeking. They are capital seeking, right? So that capitalistic thinking is required if you really want to grow your physiotherapy field ahead, right? Because gone are those days where doctors were only the ones who are in the top. No, be like that in future.
yeah so that's my so, advice thank you so much ma'am for your valuable time and um, once again i would like to repeat this that i am so glad that i am having this conversation with you it has been a pleasure and um, thank, you. thank you jaipur physiotherapist network for providing us with this platform thank you uh, asia physio and kinesis rehab for all the guidance and support and uh, my team members who are working so hard for uh, every bit of this so thank you so much thank you thank you